a voice sweet like a butterfly, a tongue that stings like a honeybee, your sister love extraordinaire, a.k.a. Red Sonia, the song bee. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 29 of Sister Love Podcast. That's right and I'm your host, Sonia B, aka Song B, Red Sonia, Auntie Coco. I'm all the above and happy to be here uh, and happy to have you join me in a solo cast. Yes, it's a solo cast today. It's just me Yours truly, giving you my rants, opinion, and uh, <laughs> and my well wishes. And speaking of well wishes, I hope everyone is doing well during this period, strange periods and times, strange days and times of 2020. But I wish you health and wellness, so let's do a check-in. Check-in and see what your pH level is for the week. So, the check-in for your pH, peace and happiness level, 1 to 5. I have to say this week, I'm at a 3.5, would be a a 4.5, but with the exception of a few aches and pain that your girl is still trying to negotiate and figure out how we're going to work it out. And with that, outside of those issues that are life issues and ongoing. Um, I'm doing so much better than I was last week. Last week was the deadline for taxes. Although we were given from April 15th to July 15th, that's three months, 90 days. Of course, most of us are procrastinators and we wait to the last minute, I'll speak for myself, until I'm under pressure and I'm sweating it out, and I have high anxiety and little patience. (laughs) No one can call me during that period. I cannot watch TV. I can barely listen to music or be distracted. Nonetheless, it is painstaking, and it is a labor of pain. I got through it. This week, I survived. All I know is time to exhale. And boy, do I mean exhale. So hopefully, with the weird days and times of 2020, half the year, over half the year is gone. Let's just pray and hope that the remainder of the year is going to be a lot smoother sailing. With COVID and Trump, uh, it's questionable. But hey, the best we can do is take it a day at a time. Make sure you check in your pH level. Try to keep your peace level up and your happiness equal. Okay? It's all about equanimity and harmony. Do the best you can. I do it for me. So with that being said, my pH level for the week is a 3.5. Emotionally higher than that. Physically, it brings it down. But a 3.5 and I'm doing okay. So, uh, now a little bit on the news, hues, and views. Let's keep it real. So, keeping it real, what's popping? What's popping this week, the latest is, if you haven't seen, it's all about photographers and who's on the cover. 
Well, this week on the cover, Vogue magazine, we have famous Olympian Simone Biles. And if you, everyone should know who Simone is, but if you don't know, her name is Simone Ariane Biles. She's an Olympic uh, gymnast. And she has over 30 Olympic and World Championship medals. That means she is awesome. And guess what? She's the most decorated gymnast in the world. In the world's... Actually, she's the most decorated American gymnast. And in the world, she rates third. So, she's only 23 years of age. And for a dynamic uh, height... A four eight. That's right. She's stellar. Now, the latest is that Vogue magazine has graced her on a cover. Well, I don't know if we can say it's graced. And the photos were taken by uh, Annie Leibowitz. And if you're not familiar with Annie Leibowitz, she is a famous photographer and uh, world known but very famous iconic photographer she has probably been uh, in her profession and allegedly master because she's doing master classes if you want to know a little more about photography uh, Annie Leibowitz is known for taking pictures of presidents to royalty uh, everyone from John Lennon to uh, John and Yoko, let's say uh, Dan Aykroyd, Queen Elizabeth II. She's taking pictures of Bill Gates, the family, that famous photo of Barack Obama and his family uh, from Demi Moore and a lot of uh, iconic people, Sonia Braga who is uh, an American actress, Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, just, you know, everyone, you name it. King Kardashian, Lady Gaga, Johnny Depp, Michael Jackson, twice for for Vanity Fair. So she's like really a top fo- photographer, right? Um, and in 2017, she took this uh, a very uh, iconic photo of Serena Williams, and when she was pregnant and that was on the cover of Vanity Fair. So between Prada, Vanity Fair, Vogue, she lands most uh, photo uh, cover photos. So the latest photo is of Simone Biles and it's on the cover of Vanity, uh, or excuse me, the cover of Vogue. However, uh, not favorably. There has been a huge backlash of the photo that she took of Simone Biles that it is very, it has Simone in an unfavorable likeness. That she's made it too dark. She didn't compliment uh, the gymnast, not in her style, uh, in shadowing. Just the image just was not very nice. So, um, Annie Leibowitz is being slammed by people all over the place. There's criticism coming from everywhere. And uh, 
and and it happened immediately upon the release of the images so the people were primarily saying you know why at this day and time didn't they not select a black photographer who can understand and better uh, complement Simone Biles so the photo uh, cover really and I'm looking at it is really you know okay at least the type and the font and the uh, the title subtitle under her name standing up speaking out so the writers have the right tone and attitude and I don't think it's really so much of the pose that Simone Biles has because it's a pose of her back which is very muscular and maybe uh, uh, Leibowitz was really just focusing on the, the the image of her back but she didn't better she could have better captured this uh, with um, you know uh, a different lighting uh, her buttocks are are really really dark and you know as a gymnast she has the most muscular glutinous maximum right so they really could have uh, done a better image and I, I have to agree with most of the critics that uh, the cover photo uh, probably should have been done by a different photographer and I'm just surprised that the editors of the magazine didn't review this and like wow what happened here's a, a Twitter uh, tweet from uh, I believe who is this Mer Morgan McCarthy and the tweet says I adore Simone Biles and I'm thrilled she's on a cover but I hate these photos and I hate the toning I hate the predictability I hate the social crop WTF I super hate that Vogue couldn't be bothered to hire a black photographer I have to say ditto <laughs> okay diddle diddle and um wow a lot of people uh commented not loving this and this is from other photographers here's another person her twitter uh twitter name is handle is polly arungu and she says after all the black talent jumping out with hashtag vogue challenge vogue couldn't uh hire a black photographer to shoot the cover of Simone Biles okay so that was not a win you know and I think really that uh, for Annie Leibovitz and her signature style maybe it just doesn't work it's not suitable for everyone I mean clearly um, wow they could have done so many things there's one picture of Simone Biles that that looks very has a morbid tone ambers and browns and she's wearing this fabulous dress that I'm sure was just uh, a knockout by whoever the designer is but instead of complimentary it's almost as if you know it's there's a somber mood to it and I don't think that's what you want to do with a celebrated uh, 30 champion award-winning Olympiast. I, I don't get that. So um, I'm going to have to say boo and thumbs down Annie Leibovitz.
you could have did a better a better job okay so that's in the right corner i should say the left corner but in the right corner we have on vanity vanity fair cover da 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 da, da. viola davis that's right viola davis oscar winning actress black actress viola davis and she graces vanity fair and it's awesome and guess what how people feel about vanity fair and the cover well it's pretty awesome and well first of all i have to say that the photographer they did select a black ch- photographer his name is Dario Camis he is the first vanity fair cover uh he made the first uh uh black photographer to make vanity fair now i mean what does that say about society here it is 2020 and this it took this long to finally have a a a black photographer to do the cover well luckily he did and um and it's a beautiful cover history making so it's the 20 uh, july slash august 2020 cover and it's entitled my entire life has been a protest okay viola davis and it's actually really so it's a it's a dark cover and it's actually very moving very beautiful um she's wearing a lovely lovely crown of afro style kinks you know and uh, a big huge afro it's beautiful it's beautiful and the uh image is so it's dark with hues of blue and shades of blue um if you look at it he also did uh the inside uh photo but it's a very very dark blue and but it's also very powerful and at the same time he took the back of her and so and basically the uh Dario purposely took this uh picture of her in this way because he was making a statement and he actually uh took the photo um and actually he was mimicking or uh trying to reflectively uh taking the photo from there's a famous photo of a former or african slave whose back uh displays uh just a very unsightly view of whips uh he's you know you can tell this man was punished tremendously you know to the demise and to the history of slavery and so that that picture uh of that african american um enslaved individual male of his back it was a black and white photo and so he took that same picture which was shameful uh you know just uh very 
uh, a very demure uh, look. And he took that and with the image of or positioning a viola in that pit, and I'm trying to get the words for this because it's it's so touching. I mean, it's it's horrendous to even look at that photo, but he took it and he wanted to reflect something of pride, of strength, and that also uh, uh, echoes the history of slavery and counters that with strength and pride and and here I am, my beautiful back, smooth, dark ebony, and wrapped in with a, a silk gown, and this stands and is displaying uh, power and truth. So it's a, it's a very powerful photo if you understand the meaning behind it, but it's very beautiful. So I have to say that uh, that Dario. Uh, having this opportunity to do this and present this uh, in a Vanity Fair is very powerful. Uh, Kamis, he was all previously a director at uh, a New York label, label Pyre Moss. And so and he also, he worked with a lot of large-scale runway shows. and uh, But also at the same time, you know, always wanting to lift up black culture and black history. And that's what he did with the photo. So this is history making for him. Positive in the right corner, Dario Camis. And negative in the left corner, opposite, is Annie Leibovitz. But I want to give a big cheer for both persons, both women, who were made the cover, Simone Biles. You know what? You are powerful and walk in power, Simone Biles. And also the same for Viola Davis. Walk in power, sister. Really happy and proud of you. So what's left? What's else in the news? So, so should we talk about politics now? Well, you know who the famous and inf- famous and not so famous are the infamous. But however, Kanye West. Kanye recently uh, has been promoting uh, his campaign (laughs) as president of the United States. So apparently the latest is that he went on some kind of rant, uh, you know, uh, ranting. Well, his rant, he was actually promoting doing a promo for his campaign, but the rant included the names of Harriet Tubman, uh, you know, really bizarre tweets and rants. And, well, what about Harriet Kanye? You know, again, he's he's still out there pouncing about with erratic behavior. And when does it ever stop? It doesn't. You know, and I believe he held his first political rally and it was just uh, bizarre. So one of the rants was an anti-abortionist rant, and he went got, went to tears. 
He was talking about, you know, if he, his mother could have aborted him, how he could have aborted his daughter, that he was shamed for even thinking about it. Now, this was in um, uh, South Carolina, in North Charleston, South Carolina. And, uh, and <laughs> how he went on a crazy rant about, you know, the thought of first uh, aborting his first daughter, you know, when Kim was pregnant. And then he just continued on, on different rants, uh, you know, about how Kim tried to lock him up, you know, uh, but the man is continuing his erratic behavior. Don't know what to say about Kanye wearing a vest that looks like, um, I don't know. Now, did you hear that he said he has to gay everything up? Ooh, where's the backlash on that one? Ha! Anyway, Kanye, not well. Don't know what to say, Kanye. I think that's just going to be a continuous, (laughs) a a looping statement. Don't know what to say, Kanye. Just another day. (laughs) <laughs> so apparently he did he sent out a ton of tweets and then la- like more than 20 and then he later deleted most of them so anyway <laughs> and he also mentioned I mean that Cam tried to lock him up uh, that should be also a looping thought Cam replay we're going to replay Kanye and his erraticness okay Anyway, so much for the Kanye, you know, brother. Uh, how this is going to play out? Is he going to continue to spend and pour uh, his and Kim's money, the Kardashian money, to run for president? Is that smart? I don't know about that, Con. I don't know about that. Yay. Anyway, what 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 can you say, Kanye? more politics you got to stop drinking the kool-aid it's not good it's not good okay more in politics how about um, (laughs) how about that Virginia Thomas have you heard now first of all Virginia Thomas was upset because the, the town that she lives in, in Virginia, had a Black Lives Matter sign. And that upset Virginia Thomas. Virginia Thomas is the Mrs. Clarence Thomas. Yes, that's right. The, the Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas' wife asked the mayor of Virginia to take the Black Lives Matter uh, sign down. She is the ultimate Karen of Karens. Now, <laughs> I guess, you know, talk about entitlement. Not only is she, she's probably making Supreme Court decisions from behind the desk. That's who's making the decision. So now we know it's not Clarence. It's Supreme Court 
Justice Virginia Thomas, who is making ruling decisions uh, that's impacting all our lives in in America. The man you see, Clarence, he's a puppet. Yes, he's the Oriole puppet, and I said it. So really, he's the puppet, and the Supreme Court Justice is Miss Virginia Thomas, Mrs. Virginia Thomas, the ultimate Karen, <laughs> the ultimate Karen. Wow. I I mean, that is just the most asinine and crazy thing. What are people saying about that? Wow. You can't take out Karen, Karen, Virginia Thomas. You can't beat that Karen. But how does she even have the gall and the nerve to do this? Well, so now that we know the truth is that she is really the person that's behind uh, the Justice Department. And this is what's been going on all along. Is that this woman... This Karen feels entitled to to make you know make things happen that she feels that should happen anyway, no matter what. Okay, at a violent, a volatile, a volatile, excuse me, volatile time such as now, she's going to make these kind of waves, Clarence. You're a puss. You're a puss. You're an idiot to allow your wife to upstage you and now we just know the truth. Who's been sitting in your your seat in the Supreme Court all along? Virginia Karen Thomas. <laughs> On the Hill. How embarrassing. I mean not shocked wow and the sign in the town which is amazing someone took a picture and of course they posted it on twitter the town is called clifton clifton virginia and it says welcome to clifton virginia where black lives matters oh no it don't not according to virginia thomas (laughs) mrs clarence thomas it don't. Damn it. Damn my black husband. He's not black. He's just a puppet. Don't you know? This is Get Out. <laughs> this is the movie Get Out. I took over his body. He's not real. You people think he's real. I've got you fooled. I've paid quite a bit of money to get this this black face. <laughs> and basically that's pretty much it. She took a puppet, dressed it up in blackface, you know, with white chalks on her lips. And she's got her little stick in the back. You know, I don't agree with this. This is not going to pass. I vote no. No passing of women's rights. No passing of civil rights. No passing of voters' rights. And take down that Black Lives Matter banner. In Clifton, Virginia. 
where I live. Damn it. Okay, Karen. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Because I, I can't help but it, 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 picture this woman holding a little puppet of Clarence Thomas sitting on her lap. That would be a great caricature. That needs to be on the cover of New York Times. <laughs> Someone, some caricature or some artist needs to draw that caricature immediately. An old white woman, a Karen looking woman, by the way, with a puppet of Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas on her lap. I'd do that right away if my drawing was a little bit better. Wow. Well, anyway, how's that? How's that for tea? That's some tea, buddy. So, listen, I have to say that I just recently, and I guess I'm a, a little behind the time, but uh, the definition of a Karen, which I just really found out what, what a Karen means. So, the definition of a caring is, you know, like in the urban dictionary, would be a middle-aged white woman who's agitated, miserable, disgruntled, and displeased all the time. She's also the the I, the definition of a Karen has evolved a little bit because she's also a woman who is racist, prejudiced, and maybe but she does it under the guise of being a victim. And so she uses her privilege to unfairly and unjustly to hurt others. That's the, the name or that's the definition of a Karen in a nut, nutshell. <laughs> so there's all kind of memes, just look it up, all kind of really funny memes and caricatures of, of Karen types. Uh, the Karen type would be like the woman who was in, um, in New York in Central Park and got upset with the man who taped her and recorded her because she was walking a dog without a leash and the the gentleman asked her to uh, put a leash on her dog and so what she did was perpetrate um, a phone call to the police saying that she was being attacked by african-american man and she was a white man a white woman so that was intentional to get this man uh, arrested immediately just because how dare you speak to me with your black face and your black lips and just turn the other way I do what I want if I want to walk my dog in a park without a leash that and it's against the rules I can do that but you can't in fact you can't even speak to me in fact I'll have you arrested in fact I'll take it one more step if they shoot you then I have the power to get you shot and take have your life taken. How about that? You know what? That is what institutionalized racism is. 400 years of that. Because why? 
because it's systemic and because the rules were set and laid, the tracks were laid a long time ago. And I can do that. Now, that is a passive racism because when it evolves and is passed on generationally, people aren't aware that they're racist because they've taken advantage subliminally of the same the same principles and rules that apply to them. They're not talked about, they're just given. And so people like that who perform things such as the Karens, you know, or will be the first to say, I'm not racist. But your actions and behavior and entitlement screams that you are. So anyone that takes advantage of historical uh, entitlements, you know, particularly to hurt others, is nothing but 100% pure, 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 unfiltered racist. And those are the Karens. <laughs> so with that, um, I have to say, so I was just curious. I had to look look up the definition of a Karen. And somehow I was curious to know, is there a book about Karens? And actually I came across a article on how not to be a Karen. And there's all kind of books that came up like Keep It Shut, How Not to Be a Dick, uh, you know, books that screw up or, you know, uh, to all kind of, uh, journals and things that, that says, you know, don't be a Karen, keep it shut, what to say, how to say it and when to say it. <laughs> I mean, there's all kind of books. So you can learn how not to be a Karen to keep it shut guide learning tolerance, learning respectability of others. In fact, how not to be a Karen needs to be a master class. How about that, Annie Leibowitz? No, I'm sorry. I'm taking a little dig on Annie. It's not our fault. She's just naive and didn't know any better. But anyway, but on the other hand, Virginia Thomas, Virginia Karen Thomas, she could probably give a master class. Okay, so uh, moving on, I just got to say this. <laughs> Fake news. Again, Trump, who speaks to Christopher Wallace in an interview, he says that U.S. has the lowest mortality rate due to COVID. What a lie. Not only are they trying to slam and discredit Dr. Fauci. Why? You know, he think about Trump and the the little boyness, you know, the unevolved, immature little man, little boy, is that he pouts, folds his arm, sticks his lip lip out, and and actually pouts and goes on a campaign to tear down people. So with Chris Wallace, I understand that, you know, CNN report that there were about 55 shocking lines that in that interview alone from Trump, 55. 
How about that? Um, I mean, things that he said in the, in, in the interview, but I think, and I'm not saying that, uh, his comment about, uh, us having the lowest mortality rate, you know, I mean, I think there were, there were many things that were just as shocking, you know, even his, his pushback about Fauci and so forth, but how disgusting. I mean, and this just goes on. It never stops. This is the disgust that never stops giving. <laughs> and that would be Trump. So uh, one of the things that he says, and CNN kind of listed it all out. He says, if we didn't test, you wouldn't be able to show the chart. If we tested half as much, those numbers would be down. <sighs> I mean, you know, what the hell? And then he says, but when you talk about mortality, morality, uh, mortality rates, I think it's the opposite. I think we have one of the lowest mortality rates in the world. Really? Well, it looks like, according to John Hopkins, that the U.S. has one of the highest mortality rates in the world. Okay. And then uh, I think Chris said, uh, you know, uh, but do you take responsibility, you know, for anything? He goes, like, particularly what he says, he goes, I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I always, for everything, because it's the ultimate thing, my job, you know. <laughs> I tell you, another thing he says, we find if we did, if we did half the testing, with all that being said, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> cases are up. Why? Many of those cases shouldn't even be cases. Cases are up because we have the best testing in the world. And we have the most testing. No country has ever done what we've done in terms of testing. We're the envy of the world. Oh my God. I mean, it just goes on, on, on and on and on. I... I tell you, it's so much when it comes to him. I, I, I just can't even watch the news. And I can't even, and I can't, I just can't discuss it, discuss it. I mean, and then he talked about Biden wanted to de, all of a sudden wanted to defund the police. Where does he get the stuff? I mean, I take, he, he makes it up. I mean, he talks about people in the Confederate flag and people should have the right to proudly, you know, put their flags up and why are they taking down these statues? You're right. People have the right to put the Confederate flag up on their own private property. But government shouldn't be uh, uh, announcing or promoting something that uh, really just represents a very derogatory period in America and that was anti-human lives. So, anyway. And then he goes on to talk about Joe Biden even more. And how he built the greatest economy ever in the world. So he goes from, you know, tearing down people's character to building himself up. So, what else is new? What else is new? More fake news from you-know-who. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I think uh, enough for that. But anyway, so my my 
She Rise, She Rolls segment is all about John Lewis. I gotta give John Lewis his props. John Robert Lewis, an author, civil rights leader, and American politician, attended American Baptist College, Fisk University, and he chaired the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in 1963. He later led an historical march from Selma to Alabama across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. In 2016, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Barack Obama. On Barack as the first black president, he said, If you ask me whether the election is the fulfillment of King's dream, I say no, it's just a down payment. John Lewis held more than 50 honorary degrees. His lifelong struggle for civil rights and dignity and justice for all has left an enormous impact and will continue for future generations. John Lewis is our sister love hero. Well, that's it for the show today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share, like, and follow on Facebook. That's Sister Extraordinaire or Twitter, Sister Love or Sister Love, S-I-S-T-A-L-U-V-E. And Instagram, Slur underscore Sisters. That's S-L-U-U-R underscore Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S. Or follow me on Instagram. That is Sonia Brooks, S-O-N-J-A-B-R-O-O-K-S. Be sure to support us with a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, and become a friend and supporter on Patreon. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.